When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. This is the WFMY Brownscast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. I am your host, Joe Gilbert. I'm with, once again, Taylor Jezerzak. Taylor, how are we doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. It's Thursday, almost almost Friday. So we're Yeah, almost there. almost done with the week. We're almost done. Um, but yeah, we have uh, a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. Uh, it's been a busy second week of the year. Uh, or off uh, free agency off season for the Browns, but uh, before we get to that, uh, this is once again brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. For first time depositors, entering the code WFY at checkout, and Underdog will match your deposit up to hundred dollars. It's a great platform if you're tired of DFS salary system. Uh, there's tons of different game types, drafts every night, and uh, for every sport. Don't forget to use WFMI at checkout for your first time deposit matched up to $100. That's uh, our friends at Underdog Fancy. Um, so let's get to the biggest news of the week. Uh, so we last joined together, it was what, Friday? I think it was Friday. I don't know. Last Friday. Now. Yeah. It was, I think it was last. Yeah, last Friday. Um, we went over, kind of discussed. Uh, all the first week stuff, but uh, the second week has been pretty busy too. Um, the biggest one coming yesterday uh, when the Browns traded their second round pick, number 42 overall to the Jets for Elijah Moore and number 74, uh, which was in the third round, the Jets' th- uh, third round pick. So um, they're basically moving down, what, 32, yeah, 32 spots uh, and getting Elijah Moore for that. So uh, what was your initial thoughts on uh, kind of getting Elijah Moore? Um, I think it's it was the last piece that the Brown like the last conceptual piece the Browns really needed. They needed a kind of shifty, quick wide receiver to complement uh, Amari Cooper, who doesn't quite have that top end speed anymore, and Donovan Peoples Jones, who never really had it. Right. So, like, it, it's a perfect complement for what they're looking to do as an offense. And now, I was thinking about it, this might be the most complete Browns receiving core that they've had since they came back. You, you have someone that fills all the roles and that you're confident can actually do the job. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is the uh, this is probably the yeah the most versatile group we've had in a while. I would say I would agree with that on on that. Um, yeah, Elijah Moore was a was a favorite of mine from the uh, from the draft. Uh, what year was that? That was two thousand twenty one. Um, he was my fifth overall uh, receiver, um, so I, I really liked him coming out and. Uh, to get him for basically moving down around is pretty incredible. Uh, <laughs> I saw on Twitter, um, I forget what writer was, uh, the Browns are the team that you want to trade your wide receiver for if you want to lose your trade. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad. That's not a bad distinction to have. 
Right. Yeah. This is the second second time where they've really gotten good a good receiver for a very very low um, low uh, draft capital. Um, uh, the the really nice thing is so he has he has produced um, in his career, um, but he his production hasn't been super high because of the quarterback play. Um, so he's definitely going to get a, a nice uh, change of pace when he, when he's playing with Sean Watson. Um, but the big yeah. thing is uh, it's just, it, we're getting, we're basically drafting a receiver a receiver at 42 that who has already has two years experience and he's still on his rookie contract. So it's, it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, so he's I scheduled thought, to make like three point two million dollars over the next two years. Right. Like, yeah. He doesn't hurt us at all. Yeah. In that, he's, in that regard. I, that's why I, I thought this was a great, great trade. Um, I I think he's be, he's better than any receiver they could have gotten in free agency. Um, he's better than McCole Hardman, I thought, um, because McCole has been in the league longer and he's still he hasn't produced as much really. As, and he's um, had Patrick Mahomes to throw to him. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's another. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then it's just the it's just one of those things we we talked about. We needed more athleticism, speed in the receiving core, and and Elijah Moore is pretty much that guy. <laughs> he was um, I, I his um, his raw score and and all that athletic testing was pretty pretty high. Besides his kind of his height and size, um, yeah. he kind of blew out blew everything off the charts for the other other stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see it. Um, him him kind of getting uh, getting more opportunities with uh, a better quarterback. Um, he has a better receiver than he's probably ever fa- had with him uh, in Amari Cooper. Um, so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to, fun to watch. And as you said, the versatility of the of the group is so much better than we. Well, then we uh, came out of last year, um, and we only only had to add one guy. So it's, it's yeah, uh, it was the piece that they were missing last season. And yeah, as Andrew Barry has done pretty much all off season long, they've just you know they they've really learned from last season. They right. they knew what the gaps were. We knew what the gaps were, and they haven't veered from filling those holes. Yep. Yeah, and. Um, it's it's nice to get another guy that can separate. That's that's the one thing that Donovan Peoples Jones kind of struggles with, um, kind of getting separation in his routes. But um, Elijah Moore is one of the better ones at doing that. Um, he adds to Amari Cooper does really well with that. So and another guy that kind of can make plays after the after the catch too, which is something they they didn't really have uh, overall. Um, Donovan's not a big kind of after the catch guy and Amari does, but he was kind of the vocal point. So he was very tightly covered. Um, so I, I thought just getting another guy that can really um, get open and, and make plays after the catch is going to be a really kind of fun, fun addition to this offense. Yeah. And, and to do it for essentially dropping 30 spots in the draft. Yeah. Makes you're getting a guy who's a known commodity you know, like, you know what he's able to do in this league when he has a quarterback then that can actually throw the ball within his general vicinity. Um, mm-hmm. Which we we saw the stats for that today. We we were sharing that around in our in, in the Discord about yeah. how 
he had 66 targets last year, and 37 of them were off, or 36 of them were off target. Yeah, and he still had 37 receptions. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so like, crazy. obviously, that he he's got the talent to produce when the quarterbacks can deliver him the football. Yeah. Another, another. Of the, I forget what the exact stats are, but something when uh, Wilson wasn't his quarterback, his stats were like so much better. Uh, when any other quarterback, like Joe Flacco, uh, um, so it just shows you that I, I think I think his team is kind of holding him back. Um, I've seen so many videos already of of plays that he's wide open and just uh, the quarterbacks missing him. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited to see him uh, in Orange and Brown next season, and uh, should be fun to add add that kind of playmaking in, in the uh, receiving core. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the Browns also, uh, added to their offense, uh, in the tight end room, uh, that was, uh, Jordan Atkins, uh, two-year deal, very familiar with, um, with Deshaun Watson. He played with him in Houston. Um, he, he was actually very, pretty, uh, productive last season. Um, he had five touchdowns, um, 37 receptions, uh, 495 yards, um, he, he just seems like a guy that he's pretty much what Harrison Bryant, we thought Harrison Bryant would be. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's kind of, he's going to be the, the second target for him as a tight end and, uh, especially, and he's a big guy too. So he's going to, um, give him an, another touchdown or another, uh, red zone, uh, target. So what's your thoughts on Aikens? Um, just good, solid depth for that room and Joku. Yeah. You know, as good as he's been, has not really gone to it. I think, has he gone a full season in his career yet? I don't think so. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, so so having that kind of guy, especially one that Watson is familiar with, and it, he seems to, what does he have, 44 catches in his career and has seven touchdowns? So <laughs> yeah. his, his uh, touchdown to catch ratio is pretty pretty high. Yeah, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just it, it's another, just l- like we've said, this team doesn't have the money to make big, huge, gigantic swings on paying guys a ton of money to come here and be Pro Bowlers. These are guys that you expect to be good in their role. These are edge of roster guys another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Yeah, like the the top, what what would you say? The top 30, 35 positions on this roster are set? Yeah, After much. that, you just need to, you need to find guys, find guys to improve in the last 18 slots. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's building depth right now. Uh, yeah, for mo- and, they, most of the and roster. we'll talk about more about it, but they still need to do some of that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, especially on defense. But the offense, the offense really seems like they're kind of 
they're pretty they're pretty well stacked throughout the um, um, most of the units. Um, there's a couple places, but uh, yeah, they they definitely are looking strong on on uh, in the tight end room. Uh, three guys that are playable. Um, last year there was only basically just two um, playable guys, uh, but it, it's nice to see them add a guy that's kind of good familiarity to with uh, Watson. So that's a, that's another added key uh, to Aikens. Um, and just getting get we we're gonna experience injuries, as you said. Njoku, I don't think has played all sixteen or seventeen games now uh in a season and always getting deaf is is a smart move <laughs> for any team um, we always talk about before the season what what kind of the roster looks like from just the starter standpoint but when you go through the season there's injuries and you guys are out and people have to step up behind them and um so this is a good uh deaf piece to kind of continue that uh trend uh especially on offense Mm-hmm. Um, uh, last thing on offense, uh, yeah, last thing on offense, uh, the Browns uh, re-signed uh, Joshua Dobbs uh, for a one-year contract. Uh, he pretty much looks like the guy to be the backup quarterback. Um, I like it. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on uh, the Dobbs? Um, I like that they're bringing him back. Uh, obviously, he made an impact in the locker room because when he was – getting his chance to start games in Tennessee, the locker room seemed to be very behind it. Yep. A lot of, a lot of tweets came out about that. So it's good to have him back for that reason. Um, I'm not entirely sure I'm like super comfortable with him being the backup the whole season. Um, I wouldn't be upset, but I would not be happy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, if Deshaun Watson gets hurt, your season's over anyway. But right, that's what that's what my big point is. <laughs> but Dobbs feels like someone you probably couldn't even talk yourself into. Yeah, we could go out there and win three, two or three games with him. Right. It, it's a that that's a that's not a good recipe, I think. But right. I don't think he's a bad guy to have around. You're going to need three quarterbacks. Um, I don't know if they plan on keeping Kellen Mond around, but you know every roster carries three quarterbacks now. So, yeah, um, I I like it. I I always like when they when teams kind of have their backup quarterback kind of fit the mold of the starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, so you don't really have to really kind of blow up your offense. Obviously, you're not gonna you're not gonna have them throw a hundred times, but you don't have to change the scheme um, as much as like, say, say Brissette, like that was a big change um, because there are two separate different quarterbacks. Um, so that was, a, that's a nice added thing. I, I do agree. I, um, he's not, he, I, I don't know. It, it's one of those things where if you, if you, if Watson is out, I don't, the season's kind of, yeah, you're kind of you're kind of you're in trouble, all right? Right? Yeah, you're not gonna get like a you're not gonna get like a Foles. That doesn't happen often when like full a backup quarterback comes in and actually plays well. But um, it's a it's a good it's a good. I'm glad he's back. He seems like a great locker room as you, a locker room guy, as you said. 
Um, and and with this team, I think locker room is important. Um, past couple of years, there's been a little murmurs and kind of stuff throughout um, that there's a little locker room distress. So uh, it's nice to kind of have a guy that's familiar with locker room and, and is as uh, a good uh, a good teammate. And people like them. So um, as there's one thing that this Browns regime up. does. It's it's get rid of malcontents as quickly as possible. That is true. Yes. Aside from Kareem Hunt, but I don't think right. he was really a malcontent with the players. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I he, think he, he was like just, best friends with Chubb. So yeah, like he just he wanted out. He wanted to be the primary guy somewhere. Yeah. But I think last year proved he can't be that anymore. But right. <laughs> with. With you know, you think back to the day that the video came out from Odell's dad, and how that like he was sent home that day and never never saw Berea again. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Um, Baker once once it came out that the Browns were pursuing Watson, he was never heard from again. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney. Well, Jadavian Clowney was sent home as soon as everything came out, and yeah. Miles Garrett has been pretty. He hasn't been shy when it comes to talking about those incidents. Yeah. Um, and obviously, some of these things could could have been just played away by winning. Like a lot of, yeah. a lot of losing can bring up these kind of issues. Yeah, but. and it's not like they've even done a ton of losing. It's just right. been yeah. frustrating yeah. losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of in a similar stroke as Dobbs, but a better player. Um, Browns are re-signing Anthony Walker, uh, a linebacker, for one year. Um, I thought this – we kind of talked about it in our last pod. Uh, middle linebacker was the open spot, kind of the big kind of open spot on the defense that was still missing. And uh, getting a guy that's familiar with the def- – well, it's going to be a different defense, so I can't say that. But familiar with the locker room. Um, and and played well last year, uh, and the year before, actually, um, before he got injured. Um, so I, I really like the signing. What's your uh, opinion on uh, Anthony Walker? I would have been really upset if he left. Um, yeah. not not because I think he's that much of a difference maker on the field, and that he would make the only team he visited was the Commanders. That he would make the com- the Commanders that much better. But I think he he makes some kind of difference on the field in that the defense plays better with him out there. He's able to lead the way that he's able to be a coach on the field. And we saw what happened last year when we didn't have him out there and then started losing more and more linebackers. So if for anything, it was a good signing just to have that continuity again, it was a, it was a move that the players celebrated when, when he was re-signed there were a whole bunch of tweets followed real quickly saying that they wanted him back. And Owusu Kormoa tweeted even before that he, they wanted him back. So it's, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's not a a huge move, but it's an impactful move. Right. And that's kind of been the theme of the Browns off season. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good locker room addition. Um, Yeah. As you said, there's a lot of players that were talking beforehand that they wanted him back and, um, you can see how much he, how much of a leader he is, kind of in the locker room, just based on those uh, reactions. So um, the only issue would be kind of the injury, just seeing where he's at health wise. Um, I'm hope I would assume it was pretty early in the season. I would yeah, I it was think, week right 
week three. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so he should be, I would assume, full go during training camp. Um, but that's just something to kind of watch, too. Um, there's a hell of a lot of linebackers on this team that are coming off injuries. So that's something I wonder they're going to, I wonder if they're going to still kind of address or if they're kind of comfortable with it. Obviously, I think you do the uh, physical and all that. So they know where he's at. But um, yeah, and they were a big part of his rehab. So, right. Yeah, that's definitely true, too. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see if they do any more additions there. But um, I think, I think we, we were kind of, we were kind of, happy with with a linebacking core when Anthony was in there and when JOK was playing. Um they were playing okay. Um and yeah. this was and this was behind <laughs> non existing defensive tackles. Yeah, you're basically so, playing a two four. Right. Or a two right. three two three defensive front because right. the guys you have out there aren't doing anything for you. Yeah. So you added you added Delvin Thomason and and um Hurst and uh um, Hill uh, to your defensive line interior, so that's it, it. Should help their job too. So um, yeah, I'm 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 very happy that Anthony is back. He was one of the guys that I, I saw on the on the free agent wire still that I I wanted him back. Um, so it's, I'm very happy that he's back there. Um, uh, any other thoughts on Walker before we get to uh, some other stuff? No, I just I mean. Yeah. Another, like I said, another, not not a big move, but an impactful one. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we get to uh, who they who they lost this week, um, I just want to go over the uh, from the last time we were talking. Um, Hurst and and Hill contracts came out. Um, the guaranteed, I believe, Hurst had no guaranteed money, hmm. and then um, I believe. Um, uh, Hill had like I think it's like five hundred thousand or something something really very low. So we kind of talked about that in the last one where the guaranteed money would kind of tell us how what the Browns think of them going into the season. Um, Hurst is a wild card <laughs> um, with no guaranteed money. There and and Hill it seems like he'll probably stick. I would I would assume, um, but uh, it's just uh, something to talk about there. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, we talked about we talked about in the last one where those two were kind of wild cards that were going to have to fight for a spot on the team, and uh, I think the contracts are telling us that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the the one thing that the kind of Browns uh, lost this week is um, they didn't lose, but in free agency, one of their free agents left, uh, and that's Dearness Johnson. Um, it kind of. I, I, it wasn't surprising. Obviously, I think Darius no. wanted a bigger, bigger role, but it kind of I. It was more in terms of what the Browns have on the roster right now in terms of running back. Um, it's pretty much Chubb and Ford, and then Kelly you have in there. But um, what's your what's your kind of viewpoint of, of where this uh, the running back group is right now? I think. You're probably still. You probably need to add someone. Um, I think guys like Felton and Schwartz are probably training camp cuts this year. Um, I think obviously you they they like Jerome Ford. 
So, yeah. but you can't go in with just two. You need you need yeah. three or four, and I mean they'll they'll be able to find guys on the fringes. They'll probably draft yeah. one. Um, yeah. the the free agent market is always super super slow on running backs because yeah, I mean no one wants to pay them. <laughs> yeah, I mean no. Zeke Elliott is still out there. Yeah, not that I'd want him. I think he's. No. Well beyond yeah. his his usefulness, but yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know about Cream Hunt either. So I think he'll probably leave too. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I I think they I think they really like Jerome Ford. He he obviously performed well as a, a returner um, last season, and then surprisingly well. Yeah, very surprisingly well. And then as a as a um, in the preseason, he played very very well. He's probably the standout guy. And so it was a really bad preseason in terms of, of the Browns, if, if you go back to that. Um, but uh, Jerome Ford was one of the standoffs there, and I, I think they, I think they actually really do like him. And him being the backup to Chubb, I wouldn't be surprised if they go with that. Um, I think they'll obviously maybe sign a, a very low, uh, low price running back to kind of give them depth. But um, yeah, I, I can see them going with Chubb and, and Ford and, and kind of go with that group. Um, yeah. Yeah. It should be interesting to see. Um, so those are the big signings and, and trades this week. It was another busy week for the Browns and we're not even all the way through here um, as we talk on Thursday. Um so there's the, they've filled a lot of the roles that we've talked about uh, both both uh, beginning of the free agency and then even last week with the remaining stuff was. Um, if you had to say, what, what would you be kind of the biggest biggest hole you have left on the roster? Um, I mean, at this point, I think it's still defensive depth. Yeah, um, you're you have a solid front line, but you know defense doesn't work that way, not anymore. Right. Um, it's it's just a matter of getting more rotational guys. Uh, probably you probably need one more defensive tackle, um, at least. But now that you're not picking until seventy three, you can't really forecast what's going to be down there. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it's just a matter of finding some more finding some more depth pieces. Like at this point. The Browns have done well enough in the first, what are we on, nine days of this process that anything they do at this point is kind of gravy. So, yeah, Yeah. I would agree with that. The depth is on defense is definitely the thing to watch. But I think the number one thing is definitely there's still, I think there's still kind of two big holes on the defensive line. Um, uh, Defensive tackle i don't think you have a surefire starter next to tomlinson um obviously the two guys they added this year um could could be those guys but um there's just nothing that you can call right now say hey i I feel comfortable with this defensive tackle next to tomlinson um so i would say that and then edge rusher um i think i think they might want to add maybe a, a veteran um, situational pass rusher um, because you do have two young guys. Um, you have uh, the uh, Oboe you signed uh, this year, 
and then um, Alex Wright for uh, last year, he, and he drafted. So it's it's nice to have youth there, but I think you might want to have just one kind of – it doesn't have to be a starter type. It, it can just be a rotational kind of pass rusher. Um, there's quite a few of them still out there. Um, those aging guys are kind of – kind of stay out there until later in the offseason. So I, I think uh, adding a, a rotational edge rusher would be a, a smart move too. Um, those are probably the biggest two spots. Um, but, yeah, overall, just adding depth to the to the roster, especially on defense, will be uh, important. And um, that's what you do in the draft. Um, that's what you do in the later later times in free agency. So there's there's a lot of, a lot of room for that. Um, they did sign, um, I don't know if I skipped it or not. Uh, they did sign a couple, actually some nice free agent, uh, special teamers. Um, one of them was Mike Ford, yeah, Michael Ford. Um, uh, Mike Adams, I believe is the other one. And then he's a linebacker. And then, uh, they brought back, um, what's his name? Jordan. Kunisek. Um, yes. Thank you. I couldn't pronounce it. I, I couldn't think of it and pronounce it. Uh, but yeah, uh, so those are three. Uh, that's another kind of a deaf piece we don't even talk about. Special teams is a huge part. Um, we've seen it be very detrimental when you have a bad unit. Um, so adding those kind of three guys, and they've all, uh, based on their uh, history, they played well on, on that unit. So um, those are kind of underrated signings that you don't talk about during the off season, but once you get to the season and they, they start making plays or you're, you're, you don't have a bad unit, you kind of, you, you notice it. So um, those are a couple good under, under the radar signings too. Um, That's the thing about special teams is it doesn't need to be great yes. when it's great. It's noticeable when it's bad. It's noticeable. Yes. When it's in the middle, you don't notice, and that's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah, when you don't notice special teams, it's a good thing. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's been uh, it's been a busy week, as, they, as we were talking about. But um, I would expect the Browns probably continue to look, kind of make maybe make some trades or maybe um, look to add some of the veteran guys. I don't know what they got left to trade. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's true. I, might be, might be players. Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, I don't think. I know there's been a lot of talk about like Newsom and all that. I don't think they're going to trade the cornerback depth because you don't have you, depth you, anywhere else on the defense. Right. Yeah, and you needed a quarter. Quarterback might be the biggest position that you need depth at. Uh, just, just ask Kansas City last year. They, I think they lost two of their guys in the playoffs. And they had to play three rookies or whatever, and and they performed well. So, yeah, it's definitely something they got to build up. And I I wouldn't because Newsom still is on a rookie contract. Emerson is. Um, Denzel is obviously what in the second year of his big contract. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you don't want to you don't want to create holes, especially yeah. when you don't need to. Uh, they're not in a bad cap position. That's another thing we can talk about right now. <laughs> they really haven't spent that much, and they made no. A they lot still got like ten, eleven million dollars. Yeah, and they made a lot of improvements. It's it was it's been a it's been a very shrewd uh, off season for uh, Andrew Barry. I think he's learned. I think he's learned some things over his time. 
uh, first year, he kind of spent a little too much, I would say, um, uh, on John Johnson and, and uh, Austin Cooper. Um, I, I don't think they turned out very well, and he spent a lot on them. But he kind of figured out you got to kind of hit your spots and kind of go with the value picks rather than kind of making those big splash um, signings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So other than that, that's it. Um We'll be back uh, closer to the draft probably or or if there's any big news coming uh, in the next uh, few weeks, uh, we'll be back. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, this is another edition of the WFMY Brownscast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe, and uh, this was Taylor, and thanks for joining us, everybody. See ya. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far? in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon.